There, so they gotta smell me. Hello and welcome back to Caleb's Come. Have you been recording that this whole time? <laughs> that, those last couple words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> well, that could have been bad. <laughs> oh man. This is a podcast about kung fu movies. Yeah. yeah. Hello, welcome back to Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. I am Caleb, your favorite kung fu fanatic. We outdid ourselves this time. This is episode. Don't say. <laughs> this is episode thirty-four. For the first time in the show's history, we have four hosts in the studio today. First off, this is my 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 lovely wife Amber. Hey guys. And then to her uh, her right, we've got Kid Kong himself, Chris. Howdy. And then to his right, we've got Cal the Kaiju guy. What's up? And to uh, Cal's right, we have me. I'm Caleb. <laughs> Are you? The yeah. hell you <laughs> No. Oh, man. I thought you was Amber. For a minute there. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, welcome back. This is episode 34, and uh, we are going to have an absolute blast today. We're already having a blast. We really yeah. <laughs> y'all, yeah. y'all know that just from the start of the episode. I should have hit record a little earlier than I did, but <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yeah, we, we were just we were just goofing around. <laughs> and hey, it's a good way to loosen yourself up for you. He going. very sneakily hit record <laughs> right whenever Chris said something kind of incriminating. <laughs> it's okay though. Because I don't I don't know how much of that got recorded and it, it, I might be good. We'll find out later. Yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> and if not, I'll just spill the beans on my episode. Then I'll tell, I like, y'all, I, let me tell y'all what Kid Kong does. <laughs> well, you know what? That's, that's fine because I'm going to be recording my next episode tomorrow morning so I'll spill the beans on myself yeah. <laughs> okay. oh man okay yeah so uh so yeah today we're going to be discussing a very uh a very fun movie but also a pretty terrible one it is the uh excuse me it is the uh, the 1991 cult classic showdown in little tokyo wait, hell yeah wait a minute Shut. oh man i watched the wrong movie i watched big trouble in little china <laughs> are you are you serious no, but it is a better movie, and I would have been better. <laughs> I was waiting for him to be like, "I'm joking." I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'm glad he actually brought that up because I, I te- I've always gotten the titles of those two films mixed up. Like, there's they're no very similar. Like, I want to call it all the time. Big Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> then, Big Trouble in Little China came out in '86, and it had Kurt Russell in it. Yeah. <clears throat> also, had James Hahn in it, and Victor Wong. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, on a on Cal's previous episode of Kaiju Carnage, I was listening to it, and you, you you said big. I think you said like Big Showdown in Little China or something like that. I did, but I openly admitted I was like I can't never remember what the title of this movie is. I think it's Big Showdown in Little <laughs> Tokyo or China, yeah. Japan, whatever. I don't know. I texted you after I heard it, and I was like, it's Showdown in Little Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. uh so yeah, we're gonna be talking about Showdown in Little Tokyo. Showdown in Little Tokyo was a um, a movie that had a pretty troubled, uh, 
pretty chill in post-production. The whole thing had some issues as far as, like, the studio goes. and you Don't know. bit around the bush. It was a clusterfuck. Yeah. yeah the, the whole, the whole I mean, situation behind, like, everything that went down with this movie between studio interference and everything else. And, like, nope, we don't like that. And, nope, let's edit this out and insert lines here and there mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like, it was... Uh, it ended up also <laughs> being substantially shorter than they planned on. Look, in order, when I say shorter... The original 13 Dragon Ball Z movies that they create, they came out with, not a single one of them, with the exception of the first Broly movie, was theatrical in length. They were all under 55 minutes. That one was 81 minutes. That one is two minutes longer than this movie. Showdown Little Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. Showdown Little Tokyo was originally, um, originally 90 minutes long, but uh, Warner Brothers uh, didn't like it, apparently, and uh, they cut it down to 79 minutes. And... Um, they haven't changed. <laughs> no, no, they absolutely have not. Yeah. They, yep, they, sure, they sure love interfering with uh with movies. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure them. There it is. And um, and the uh, an- another interesting thing is that uh, it, it it would it would seem that they had pretty much zero faith in this movie because, as you said, Cal, it was a clusterfuck. They changed pretty much everything, and allegedly the director has has said publicly before that he was very un- unhappy with what they did, feeling they ripped his movie away from him, and it sounds oddly familiar. Well, it, it went through multiple script rewrites as well, I yeah. believe. Like, they, they keep, he'd write a script and, like, here you go, and they'd be like, nope, don't like it, change it. And then, <laughs> you know, that that happened three or four times or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, as far as the studio's... The studio was concerned. Of course, there was no faith in this movie because the very first time they looked at it, it gave them a bad taste in their mouth, and so they were all like, already like, "Ah, oh, this is gonna be." Good. Yeah. <laughs> so. The original script though was um, had a bit of a more serious tone. I don't know how far I can go in saying more serious, but it was definitely not as tongue in cheek as the movie turned out to be, and they cut out a lot of things that really should have been left in there, like character development <laughs> and and more. Uh, more, more dramatic scenes between the key characters and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um... This wasn't just tongue-in-cheek. This was bit-your-damn-cheek while you oh, yeah. what this was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss more uh, more specifically what happened what happened uh, revolving around each scene in the movie. But we're gonna jump into, uh, jump right into it. Showdown Little Tokyo was released in 1991. It was directed by Mark Lester, Fight choreography was by the man Pat Johnson, and it stars uh, Dolph Lundgren, Brandon Lee, Kerry uh, Hiroyuki Tagawa, Tia Carrere, and Toshishiro Obata, or Tatsu. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> he, he's Tatsu as an adult, yes. I'm like that is freaking Ninja Tatsu Yeah. <laughs> also, I want to say that I'm this, I watched this movie the other night for the first time since I was like 13 or 14 years old. It was like 2003, the last time I watched this. I did not recall Mark Lester's name being in the opening credits, which... Looked like a, a Titantron video from old school Attitude Era WWF. That, yeah. that was hard to get through. But it's Mark so Lester's long. name was mentioned in that at least five times. At least twice they put up that he directed it. I'm like, we, we got that. We understand. Does he really want to be attached to this that badly? Okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> like, just at what point do you get to where you're, you know, you're going to film the opening sequence and all of that, and you're just like, okay, guy. We just did all this makeup work on you for your tattoos and all that kind of stuff. And And now we're just, we just need you to flex. There's going to be shadows. 
and we're, and a sword. And we're gonna move the camera around. You're here gonna have and a there. sword, and it was just like, oh my god! You know, it reminded me of. I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a wrestler that came out in WWE in like 2006 named Chris Masters. Oh, That's yeah. how his freaking yeah. Titantron was. Yeah. It was just his upper body as he would be flexing. That's all I, it was. I believe I know. I remember who Chris Masters was. Wasn't his um, his finisher the Master Lock? Yes, it was. Okay. Which yeah, is yeah, now yeah. given to another guy who they call the Hurt Lock. Okay, so. but we're not talking. No, about no, wrestling. we're not. We're not talking about that. We're talking about. <laughs> but that, that's what it reminded me. I of, almost, I almost wanted to say what happened to Chris Masters, but that would be a, probably no, no, a pretty no, no, big no, no, conversation. No, 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 That is a conversation for a different type of podcast. Yeah, for yeah, sure. The whole different type of podcast. Yeah. So um, please join us for our wrestling podcast that we're going to start. Uh, <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, director Mark Lester, before Showdown Little Tokyo, he was already a pretty big name directing films like Class yeah, of 1984. Lester, my consciousness with this movie is yeah. what he did. Yeah, he directed films like Class of 1984, uh, Commando, and Firestarter. So, um, I can see Commando. Yeah. Commando is easily the worst, like, <laughs> 80s action movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And I love it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> like, I own it. Like, for those of you that don't know, listeners of the Kung Fu Cinema, it is an extremely guilty pleasure of mine to watch very terrible, cheesy 80s action films Mm -hmm. like Commando, Cobra, (laughs) like even high fantasy ones like Red Sonja, Conan the Destroyer. Like, love them. That's going to be my April. And Commando (laughs) is what's going to be? April month is going to be cheesy action movies of the 80s on my show. Nice. Okay, I'll so. be there. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so this one, like while it was made in 1991, it definitely has the spirit of the 80s, like all up in oh, it yeah, with how it was made and, sure. and all that scenes, stuff. The, the punch, one-liners. Yeah, the the punches that land and sound like gunshots when they do. It wasn't quite the 90s yet. No, um... <laughs> It's it's funny you say that you say the punches sound like gunshots. There is they did. A, no, yeah. It's funny though because we were, when we were watching it last night, there's a scene where Brand's character shoots one of the yakuza guys in the bathhouse, and when it hits him, it sounds like a punch, like like it hits the it hit the bullet hits him in the chest, and they do like a punch sound. Like effect. it sounds like a yeah, kind of like that, or it, it's like a punch, but also kind of like a splat sounds like. Something like that. I didn't pay that close attention. <laughs> I didn't either. either. You know, I, was, you know, I was busy shaking my head watching. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and uh, um, so yeah, our our main star Dolph Lundgren, he was already a pretty big name as Drago from Rocky Four. Uh, he was uh, He Man in Masters of the Universe. Oh, that, yeah. no, that did that did not help did him not, uh, become a big star in the slightest. No. That's another film. I'm also a diehard Masters of the Universe fan, not just that movie, but the franchise overall. Okay, so he, own it, love it, and know that movie is yeah, like I'll, even even me that loves those type of movies is borderline me being like that it, movie is just straight up garbage. Yeah, wasn't cool. Frank Langella Skeletor, or was that? Max Moncito. I think it was Frank Langella. I don't know. I don't know. You know how I am with yeah. names. <laughs> um, yeah, and, uh, okay, I'll rephrase. He wasn't a big star, but he was a big name. I mean, he was a physically large star. But... Yeah, he, he was a big a bigger name. Like, he, he, he was definitely something of a draw. And uh, he was also, um, he also before this, he was the titular character in uh, The Punisher. You know, that's which... actually not that bad. No, I actually really enjoy uh, that. that I film. saw much better than Warzone was. I saw that Punisher one time, 
and I do not remember how I felt about it. Because Are you sure you didn't see We Come in Peace? They're kind of similar. I own all three Punisher films. No, it, it, was, so. it, it was it was it was uh, it was that that first okay. Punisher film. It, I know it was that one, but I was really I was really little, and uh, yeah, I just I don't remember how I felt about it. I need to see it again, but I know it has a following. If I can find it, I'll bring it to you. Okay, I appreciate <laughs> that. And uh, I'll bring you all three if you want. <laughs> Love them all. Okay. I did okay. not care for Warzone. Oh, well, two weeks thorough. I think I, Caleb, did, I didn't like that they replaced Thomas Jane, but that's, a, again, topic for another episode yeah. for a different show. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have a, we have the late Brandon Lee, rest in peace. Uh, this was Brandon's first, uh, this was like his first major American role, because before this, he did um, he did Legacy of Rage, which was a Hong Kong film. And he was basically his dad in that. He acted just like him, which that's what they told him to do. And yeah, yeah, they definitely exploited the, uh, yeah. the fame of his father yeah. in, in that film. And yeah, this was his very first uh, American production yeah. uh, that he did. And it's... Um, you can tell. You, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> he, also did, he also did Laser Mission, which I haven't seen. I've seen bits <clears throat> of it. Um, uh, that movie may as well have had no budget. So... So that's all I'm gonna say about that because I can't give you guys a very, a very profound explanation of that one. At least not right now. And um, he was also in uh, Kung Fu the movie, which was like the the made for TV movie following the uh, the Kung Fu TV series yeah. with David Carradine. Chris bought that bought all three seasons for me on a. On DVD, I've yet to watch it. I apologize. Oh, you're fine. I, I just have so much to watch. I saw it and I was like, I know exactly who I need to get this for. I mean, yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. Um, and he was also in the uh, the TV pilot for Kung Fu: The Next Generation, but um, he ended up getting recasted, and the show continued on without him. Um, and then we uh, we uh, then we got again Carrie Carrie Tagawa, who really needs no introduction at Shang Tsung himself, and that's <laughs> that's all I'll say there. And um, he had more range in this movie than he did in Mortal Kombat. Not by much, but a little bit. For for me, he was basically the same. <laughs> that good. I don't know. I just I just got Shang Tsung vibes from him. I don't know if that's just if that's just his performance as that character just resonating with me. But I didn't really see him really knock it out of the park in this movie, performance wise. Who are we talking about? Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. <clears throat> I mean, I thought he was pretty. Exactly like how he plays in uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, as we as we had said earlier, Sorry. this movie had some pretty uh, some pretty serious studio interference, and uh, it opened to it opened to I'll say mixed reviews, but those those mixed turned into <laughs> highly negative reviews later on. Um, and uh, it didn't grow so that much the, the book, mixed though. reviews were probably from the cast and studio. <laughs> yeah, it had a, yeah, it didn't make a lot of the box office either. Either like, what two and a half million? Yeah, it, it had a very limited theatrical run, and Warner Brothers just pulled it because yeah, it was probably you know, the best. Yeah, um, and it went straight to video. the The film did actually experience a pretty big boom in sales following Brandon's tragic death, which may, which makes sense, you know, and well, it actually heavily affected the outcome of the crow and theatrical run, but Yeah. Rapid Rapid yeah. Fire had the had the same situation. Like after Brandon died the sales rapid fire skyrocketed. 
What's that? I have not seen that whole movie. I've only seen about half of it. I love it. I think it's great. It, I have it, not seen a single second of it. You could put a gun to my head right now and say, what's it about? And I'd tell you to pull the trigger. I have I, it. I, I know, have it. I know nothing about <laughs> rapid fire. If you pull it multiple times, it's rapid fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so, yeah. And then just another little side note. This movie was originally going to be called Yakuza. Great. Yeah, that's probably for the best. They didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be called Yakuza? Yeah, that was the original title, Yakuza. But I, I, I don't really have any other information on it other than that was the that was going to be the title and then they changed it to Chanel. So, yep. Okay. Let's not mess with the Japanese under under, you know, yeah. Let's, let's just not do that. Yeah. So uh so yeah, won't uh won't waste any more time. We'll just go ahead and jump right into the story, and it's 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 so much fun, and there's so much that happens in in, in the very very short runtime that it has. I've got like so many notes, mostly on the dialogue because a lot this of this is the longest just, short movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it was definitely a slog to get through, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, I never really saw it as a slog. For me, I, I've always thought this movie is mercifully short. You know what I thought? The, the first thought I had when we first see Brandon Lee on this movie? He looks like Kyle McLaughlin from the Flintstones. He looks like him in the, in the Flintstones movie. You know what I'm talking about? The boss of the quarry. No. I, I almost spit my water I out. I do. I do a little I bit. I, do, I see what you're talking about. Nope, I'm on the opposite team of, <laughs> of that one. I don't mm. see that at all. Amber looks like she doesn't even know what we're She's talking about. She's never even seen it, I would imagine. The live-action Flintstones? the Flintstones. The, the, the cartoon, cartoon show? No, I love the cartoon. The live-action, I like hated. With John Goodman? Yes. It was good. That's a I good movie. It. That's a fantastic movie. so good. Or are you thinking about Viva Rock Vegas? Because that movie's trash. That. I, uh, okay. Yeah, all yes. right then. Okay, redeemed. Redeemed. Put your pitchforks down. Yeah. She, liked, she likes the... The, the first, first live action Flintstones. Yeah. yeah, the second. Mm, no, 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 it's yeah, not good. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to the uh, back to the story. So, showdown, Little Tokyo. Uh, we open up, of course, in Little Tokyo, Los Angeles, and uh, we uh, we're <laughs> yeah, news flash. Uh, so I made um, a face at him that he yeah. didn't just start laughing <laughs> out of nowhere. People, all right. So, yeah. he, wouldn't have been a shock if he did just talking about this movie. Yeah, so we open up. Uh, yeah, we open up in Little Tokyo, and we meet our uh, we meet our main character, uh, Sergeant Chris Kenner, who's played by Dolph Lundgren. Um, <laughs> just like the most nineties. Yeah, it's a TV name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, are we talking about the first name or the whole name? The whole, the whole name. name. I was about to say, hey, Chris, wait a second. Like Chris Kenner is yeah, like the a- most. That's 90s a TV hero name. action movie name. Yeah. <laughs> Next yeah. to Jack Action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a ever I had a discussion, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about TV names. It was a it was Ninja. When we talked about Ninja Detective Traxler. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a TV that's name. A TV name. <laughs> there are yeah, there are some characters in the in the TV world that have just very Weird names where you think, of course, that's their name. <laughs> Stupid name. Like, I believe, isn't Arnold's name in Commando, like Matrix? Like his last name? I believe so. Like, <laughs> where do you come up with stuff like that? I mean, like, when you're writing the script, where does it, like, hey, what are we going to name this guy? Matrix. I mean, like, okay. I, well, so cool. He was in a movie where his name was Jericho Kane, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Back to uh, back to Chris Kenner. He uh, he happens in on a uh, an illegal uh, legal little fight tournament going on here. The fight tournament is being held by one of the local Japanese gangsters named uh, Tanaka, who's played by uh, Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. This guy. Uh, this character's not Yakuza. He's he's just local gangster. But um, uh, but yeah. Uh, the this local gangster, this guy named Tanaka. He uh he he operates a nightclub called the Bonsai Club, and he also moonlights and like I said, underground fighting and stuff like that. Um, he uh side note, Tanaka is played by Philip Tan, who is the father of Louis Tan. You know, we all know his. Cole Young from Mortal Kombat 2021. Philip Tan, he wasn't in Bloodsport. What, what, what was he in that I'm thinking of? He was in Lethal Weapon 4. That's it. He yeah. played the little guy that ran away yeah. and got chased down. There, there's, there's, yeah. mo- there's multiple actors that were uh, in the uh, Lethal Weapon franchise in this film. Oh, yeah, like James Liu. You probably don't recognize the name, but you know his face if you saw him. He was the guy that Jet Li kills on the rooftop. Yeah, yeah that's James Liu. He's in this film as well. Um yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Chris Kenner, he he drops in on this fight tournament. Being, literally, he yeah. drops in. Oh, yeah, what? He, <laughs> yeah, he, he like climbs up on the roof and then just drops in, and um, and uh, you know, uh, he fights uh, he he fights the two dudes who were originally fighting in the uh in the ring. I like the little guys. Like I got five thousand on the newcomers. Like that's a good bet. Yeah, <laughs> Kenner's like that's a good bet, and uh, so yeah, little fight breaks out and. I'll just say right off the bat, I do not like these fight scenes. They're pretty terrible. Choreography is not... not I think it's par for the course. There, there are, there Choreography is not inspired at all. There are two fight scenes in the entire film, and I'll get to them whenever you actually get to them. But yeah, yeah there's only two fight scenes in the entire movie that I'm actually like, that's, that's decent. That's, yeah. that's not bad. The rest of them is just mindless... Punching and kicking, like, yeah. look, our actors know martial arts, so we're yeah. going to showcase that. But other than that, we have nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the, I think, I think what bugs me the most is the, uh, you know, I always talk about quick cuts being a problem. That's that shows a little bit in this movie, but the thing that bugs me the most is the way the camera angles are. It's all really close. It's either close ups or mids, and that is not good when you have a dude who's as big as Dolph Lundgren. Because you can't really see everything he's doing, and it also doesn't work when you got Brandon Lee who was doing a lot of crazy kicks and flips and stuff like that. So, yeah, bad, very bad camera angles. But anyway, um, Kenner he uh, he he uh, he fights these two dudes, and then we meet uh, Sato, who's Toshishiro Obato's uh, Obata's character. Um, and, you can uh, just call him Tatsu if you can't remember his name. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Well, well, now that we've established his character's name is Sato, I'm just going to keep calling him Sato. So, uh, yeah, Sato and a couple other Yakuza guys show up, and they start. They just start shooting the place up. Uh, yeah, no preamble there. Yeah, they 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 show up no. and they start shooting, and um, and uh, they they run off. Kenner chases after them. They get in their car and start driving down the road. Kenner. <laughs> Kenner, he he like gets in the middle of the road, starts shooting his gun at him. But when he runs out of ammo, he jumps over the car, <laughs> which looked really stupid. He does a jump kick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he does a jump kick, like <laughs> yeah, like right over the car. And and the people and uh, Sato, you know, and the other the other Yakuza guys are in the car. They're like, they're like, did you see what he just did? It's a big man. Yeah, yeah. and then just go jump over a whole car. Like I mean, dead gun. Yeah. So, um, and then the, um, 
The next morning, uh, uh, Kenner is at a, uh, he's at a Japanese restaurant. He's having a little breakfast. And then Sato shows up. That's a big man. He has a big breakfast. Yeah. (laughs) Sato shows up along with the same Yakuza guys from the previous night. And they're trying to extort money from the uh, the restaurant owner. Uh, Kenner, of course, uh, gets up and interferes in the in the little situation and he starts fighting the guys throws one of them out the window and he doesn't throw him out the window he kicks him out the window kicks him yeah sorry uh he kicks him out the window and uh brandon lee's character who's named johnny Murata, he just happens to be walking by when this happens and uh and he he walks into the walks into the restaurant and then him and Dolph, uh, or Kenner, rather, uh, him and uh, Kenner, they they have a they have a brief little scuffle. Which some that always irks me about that fight. The very first move Brandon does is a backflip <laughs> and and just kicks him like right in the right in the chin. I guess that always bothered me because I don't see that happening in real life like i don't see why why is that the first move of everything that goes on in this movie yes (laughs) the backflip from brandon lee and striking dolph in the chin that no you know we just talked about him doing a front kick jumping over a car right like he's like a foot taller than brandon lee he's not i mean that makes sense. You're gonna get momentum on your side, but that means not gonna be expecting it. No, no. I just, I just by no means am I defending the backflip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying there's so many horrible things that go on in this movie. It just seems like a very odd thing to be like. I don't like that in particular. Like, but, oh, I've no, got a couple of those things, and I'll get to them when we get. No, I, I real I realize that there's a whole lot of other things wrong with this, but that that's just always bothered me. I just don't understand why that is the first move he throws. I'll never understand it. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm, and, I, and I'm being serious here. Uh, on one hand, we have to keep in mind there was studio re-edits and yep. all that kind of stuff, so we don't know yeah, if there were other if there were other things he did prior to that. Mm-hmm. Also, he is the son of Bruce Lee. This is his first American production. He could do martial arts and everything, just with the type of style that movie, this movie was and all that kind of stuff. They wanted to showcase the kind of stuff that he could do. Yeah. Hence the reason why in just about every fight scene he does, he doesn't just do regular standard like punches and things like that. It's mm-hmm. always flying kicks and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, he, he, he jumps a lot he does. in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you don't want to see, if you want to see, if you want to see Brandon fighting and not just jumping around, watch Rapid Fire. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so uh, Brandon, uh, Bra- uh, or Johnny rather, Johnny and Chris Kenner, they uh, uh, they, they have they have their little scuffle, but then the Yakuza guys they pull out guns and start shooting, and then they drive off, and then we get our uh, we get our first moment of I'll say forced comedy where they both were you know Johnny please. yeah Johnny and Kenner <laughs> they look at each other and like in unison pull out their badges and go please hold it. <laughs> There, there's a, there's a lot of bad that happens in this yeah. in this little exchange and everything and I'll uh well, go go ahead whatever yeah. you if you mention it I'll say it yeah. but it, it so um yeah so they they both real they realize that they're both cops Johnny tells Kenner I'm your new partner <laughs> and I I would have I would have liked to see you know somebody say hey this is this is your new partner so just him just walking by and be like yo I'm your new partner um. Uh, 
But they they arrest one of the uh, they arrest one of the uh, the yakuza guys who uh, who got knocked out during the during the fight. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. This is this is the thing. This is. <laughs> I, I was hope I was hoping you wouldn't have uh, gone into detail with it. This is just. This just goes to show just how terrible the dialogue and everything yeah. for this movie was. To where like Brandon Lee and Dolph's characters are having a full blown conversation. They over over the bar, <laughs> and they just met, and then out of nowhere, Brandon just kind of casually looks to the left and down, and was like, "Hey, here's one. Oh, here's one. <laughs> yeah, like you don't freaking say." And then he goes over and picks him up, and was like, "Should I read him his rights?" And Dolph's like, "Well, he's not going to hear it. Like, like, sure, he, if it makes you feel like better. he's not going to hear it, he's unconscious." And then Brandon picks up his head to see that he's out. I'm like, "You couldn't tell that you just deadlift." <laughs> this dude that was like, oh my god! There I would like to point out that this is well within like a six minute span of this movie. Beginning, <laughs> yes, yes. Everything that we've talked about so far happens within like the first ten minutes of the film. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll quote. I'll quote something Chris said whenever we did Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Less happens in an eleven minute SpongeBob episode. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we were just watching SpongeBob. Yes. So. um so yeah, uh, they they arrest this yakuza guy and um, take him to the police station. And uh, as they're walking into the police station and going through the go going to the interrogation room, we meet all of Kenner's ex partners, and there's like five of them, and, and they're all, they're all like, "Good luck, too bad." Like and, and, and Brandon, like you could see. Like the confidence just leaving him, whichever single because he, you know he's like oh shaking their shaking their hands and all that kind of stuff. Like hey, nice to meet you, and they're like good luck. And he's like oh well that's kind of weird. And the next one's like sorry buddy, and he's like sorry about what. And then you know like the more he's like something's going on, and then Dolph just casually all my ex partners, and he's like oh boy, oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So um, so yeah, uh, Kenner and Johnny they take the Yagza guy to the interrogation room. Uh, uh, Johnny asks him a couple of questions. The guy, of course, doesn't answer him, and um, and Johnny says, "Great, I don't think our guy speaks English." And uh, Kenner starts speaking Japanese to him, trying to figure out who his boss is and stuff like that. And uh, Kenner just casually rips the dude's shirt off and sees his his uh, his tattoos and recognizes one of them, and has a flashback of his parents being killed. More on that later, um, but. After recognizing a, a piece of the tattoo, a very specific part of it, at least he, uh, yeah, which it's a, it's an iron claw. Um, he uh, he just kind of loses it on the guy, starts choking him and saying, "Tell me what I want to know." But then, yeah, the guy doesn't answer him, and they they leave the interrogation room, go into uh, go into the office on the other end, and um, and uh, Kenner tells tells Johnny that he's a member of a of a branch of the Yakuza called the Iron Claw and uh and he wants to find out who his boss is and um and uh while they're having a conversation the Yakuza guy kills himself by <laughs> snapping his own neck <laughs> which um I told I told Amber this last night whenever they whenever they bust into the the room right before he does it they could have reached him before he actually did <laughs> <laughs> like you, like as soon as Dolph goes to get to him, or whatever, he's just kind of like he just drops oh, dead. And, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, and then, let's just, not forget the mountain of paperwork that would have come out of that. Yeah, and then like she, that would have taken up the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. And Johnny goes, "That was nuts." 
<laughs> and, and so, um, and then, um, and then we all, this is where we also meet, um, the character, uh, Nelson, who is the, uh, the police captain played by Ernie Lively. This is the only time we see him, but there were actually several scenes with him in the original, original cut of the film. Um, and, and in particular, there's a scene where he chews out, uh, Lundgren's character, Kenner, for all the causing, massive property yeah. damage he's causing all causing. the destruction that yep. he does. Because if you haven't seen the film, just watch about the first five minutes of it, and you'll see this dude don't he don't care who gets in his way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't yeah. give a take. You know, Ivan Drago, but yeah. give him a badge and a gun. Yeah, and that's basically what what Kenner's character is in this movie. Yeah, so it's like um, Riggs and Murtaugh. Yeah, so the um. Yeah, next scene, we get introduced to our main villain, Yoshida, played by Kari Tagawa. Um, he kills he kills Philip Tan's character, Tanaka, by crushing him in a car compactor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yoshida, please, I'll pay you whatever you want. The, the line, yeah. whatever, he's like, I hate to see him die this way. Yeah. I'm crushed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he says, um, yeah, she's like, he's like, I hate to see him die like this. It crushes me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. It crushes me. Um, I was like, holy mackerel. So, yeah, Yoshida, he, he, he kills Tanaka, takes over his nightclub, um, and then, uh, he throws a little, uh, Soiree. throws a little hoedown at his, uh, at his house. Or a hoot nanny, I don't know which. What is it, Chris? A hoedown or a hoot nanny? <laughs> Shindig, yeah, a shindig. soiree, yeah, a soiree, a rager. <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so Yoshida throws a little rager at his house later that night, and uh, this is where we meet. Um, we meet a, uh, we meet our main, uh, or our, our our main female, our love interest. Uh, <laughs> you, your love interest, yeah, you know. <laughs> Monaco, uh, uh, who's played by Tia Carrera. We also meet another female character, Angel, who is uh, Monaco's best friend, mm-hmm. and she's yeah, it's, yeah, and she's also a meth head. <laughs> and, Her teeth bother me. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Have y'all seen that shot when it's like when she has the pipe and she pulls away her lips are like. Yeah, Chris was doing okay. it. Okay, you see, this is like the backflip thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, of all the things. There's so many other problems that this that this me. that this girl had. So many other problems. Yeah. So um so yeah. Uh Angel and uh Monaco are having a conversation, but then Sato shows up and tells Angel that uh Mr. Yoshida wants to see you in his office. So they <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Which I love this so much. So, um, so yeah, uh, Angel she goes into Yoshida's office, and uh, Yoshida plays a tape of uh, of Angel on the phone with uh, with Tanaka, who was just killed a moment ago. Uh, she tipped him off that Yoshida was going to be coming after him. Yoshida, of course, is not happy about this, and uh, he decides he's going to kill her, but not before. Feeling her up a little well, bit. She, well, she, started she, she started yeah, that. She which initiated yeah, that. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. she was out of her We're brain. We're not taking the blame in here, I promise. Out yeah. of her brain on meth and all that kind of stuff. And her way to get out of it was just like, how about I blow you? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, pr- the most awkward, like, kissing you, you anything, <laughs> like, so, uh, no. so yeah, right before, right before they, uh, right before 
right before they kill her, they give her some, uh, they, they let her, like, smoke a little bit of meth. A little bit. Yeah. And, um, and <laughs> Yoshida decapitates her. Now, that's a hoedown. Yeah, that's a hoedown. Because that hoe went down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Again, not victim blaming. So, no, not yeah, at all. No, she not. had it coming. <laughs> so, so yeah the, the, this this scene is just so so amazing he he cuts her head off with a sword but it, it didn't even really look like a slice like like chris just well, said it looked more like a dude just bopping her head well, off well <laughs> it might have just in, not cut away quick enough. in in the original film there was supposed to be more after that yeah like she, he was supposed to decapitate her and was i think he gonna there, do more to her there, body? there was supposed to be some lines of dialogue or something like that like i mean yeah but mm-hmm. yeah that 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 was one of the cases of warner brothers basically being like we'll stop it right there like, <laughs> right is the head like, right whenever off. it's like and then <laughs> that's it yeah, no you, more you see the head start to fly mm-hmm. off <laughs> and it makes me laugh so hard um anyway next day we see uh we see Kenner and Johnny and uh they are they're taking the body taking the head away and um and uh, the uh is it the coroner like the one who tells him about the about the about the drugs is is that I is think that he's is a sergeant. It, no, I mean, like, is is that either that or the forensics? Are you talking about Will Smith's mom? Are you talking about Will Smith's mom from Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Or are you yeah. talking about? No, okay, we'll we'll get. Well, I'll, I'll I'll do it. Nobody else will do it. The black lady. Is that is that no. what you're talking about? Yeah, but I was trying to I was trying to figure out like what okay. her job. She's a in sergeant the police, in the police. I was trying department. to figure out what like her job in the, in the police station in the police department is. Like, is she a is she a coroner? Is she a forensics lady? Oh, and, that's, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't see. Uh, Amber, what are your thoughts on this? Oh God! Okay, so, <laughs> so the no, uh, don't stop. We're recording. What are you talking? About? <laughs> no, she was the coroner. I'm sorry. Just looking at the cast. Yeah, it's the coroner. So yeah, the uh, see so, yeah, the coroner. She uh, she shows them uh, she shows them angels uh, angels severed head and and they sh- and uh, she says if you look at her pupils. Um, they're still dilated. Yeah, they're still dilated. There were there was enough meth in her her body that she would have been dead in twenty minutes anyway. So the decapitation's completely redundant. There's no way they would have known that because those don't know what toxicology report back that quickly. Yeah, exactly. This is the kind of crap that goes to my brain. <laughs> it's when completely I unrealistic. And um, and so um, I mean, I suspended my realism watching this movie a fair bit. Yeah, and so the uh, the the coroner she tells she tells Kenner and Johnny that uh, that the drug that was in her system is called ice. It's a different type. It's a different type of meth that's from Japan. Never been seen in the states before. Apparently. Never, ever. Yeah, it's the first time. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's been in Hawaii since the eighties. <laughs> Hawaii's a state. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, she she tells Dog the bounty hunter deals with people <laughs> who deal with ice. Yeah. So um so yeah, she tells them ice is ice is a pretty big thing in Japan, but I've never seen it here. Um but they roll the body off and uh and then we get a pretty funny line from from uh Johnny where he goes, you know, this is a weird part of town. <laughs> and um and so uh crickets. Yeah. yeah, like nobody else laughed at my boy's yeah. joke. I thought it was funny, uh, but uh, it is funny. Uh, he yeah. saves he saves most of this movie yeah. with his lines. See, 
I'm, I'm, of the, I'm of the complete opposite. I think he drags the movie down a lot. There's so many parts in that movie like what, where it's happening. I'm His like, lines are pretty And much. then whenever he says something, I'm just like, Ugh. I didn't mean to say that. Like, <laughs> Less his, is more sometimes with deliveries. Yeah, his line, his his dialogue's nothing but just. He does uh, have one of my favorite lines ever, though, and yeah. I'll I'll yeah, say I know when exactly we get which to line it. you guys are talking about. Y'all know yeah. which one it is, but it's yeah. not my favorite line out of the movie. I have a different favorite. Line his in this dialogue movie. is just one-liners, but I'll be honest, most of it does make me laugh. That's just me, though. That's important. Yeah, and um. Also, a very important thing. It's not very important, but it's it's definitely it's definitely something that is going to play a very funny part later on. And that is Yoshida recorded this whole thing. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. he recorded the whole thing, and it just, Amber loved that part <laughs> that he recorded. That he recorded. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll let her talk about it later. But um, but anyway, so um. So yeah, uh, Kenner and Johnny, they they decide they're going to head over to the Bonsai Club now that they know about the ice and stuff like that. They head over to the Bonsai Club, and uh, we finally get a moment where these two are actually getting to know each other instead of just going back and forth. <laughs> we, lear- we learn that... Uh, but they're getting to know each other through the through insults. Yeah, we learn that Johnny, he's... He's Japanese American. He was raised in the valley. His dad's a white white dentist, and um, we also learned that uh, Kenner, his parents were obviously American, but he was born and raised in Japan. And um, one thing they do have in common, though, is they they both love martial arts. They both they both study and all that. Um, so they make it to the club, and they they need to they need to sneak in through the back way because everybody knows Kenner. They're not going to let them in if they just go through the front well, door. I just want to comment that if you are a six foot five, two hundred sixty five pound, muscle bound Swedish looking man who works for the LAPD, yeah, people are going to recognize yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, uh, so yeah, they sneak in through the back door, and what? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to raise my hand, but I just had this thought: <laughs> Is this before or after? Johnny makes the Malibu argument uh, comment before. This is before, okay. Yeah, because um, that cracked me up. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they sneak through the back. They they beat up a couple of the, uh, excuse me, of the uh, the guards, and um, and again, this 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 part kind of made me laugh. Where uh, Johnny he beats up like three guys, and then Kenner asks him how long did he study martial arts, and Johnny says since I was four. And Kenner says, you should have started sooner. That would have helped your form. And Johnny goes, I was four. And there's nothing wrong with my form. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, they, they get into the club. And, uh, and right before they went in, though, Johnny mentioned that he doesn't eat raw fish. Because they were talking about sushi. He says he doesn't eat raw fish. They walk in and they see all these guys eating sushi off of naked women. And Johnny goes, that thing I said about raw fish, I could change my mind. <laughs> and, um... And so um, we see Monaco, uh, and she is uh, singing on stage. And uh, she's a very talented singer. Oh yeah! First time I saw her on the movie, my first my first thought watching this as an adult, I started screaming Cassandra like Wayne from Wayne's World. <laughs> That's who that is. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, again, another funny line. Uh, Kenner uh, Kenner sees uh, Monaco singing on stage, and uh, he says, "See the woman singing." Johnny's like, "Oh God, yeah." 
and and so um, they find uh, they find out right before they go to talk to Monaco, they find out from a uh, I'll say the bouncer that uh, that uh, Tanaka doesn't own the club anymore. So um, and uh, Kenner's like that is very strange, and so they go talk to Monaco and uh, and they they uh, Monaco tells them that the uh, that the club has a new owner as well as the brewery. And, uh, which that's gonna, that's gonna be very important later. Um, after, um, after that little discussion, all the Yakuza guys that they had beaten up on their way in the back door, uh, they, they come out, huge fight breaks out in the, the middle of the club. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, they end up, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> Johnny and Kenner end up, end up getting captured and, um, they're taken to the uh, the back office where we uh, our our heroes and our villain finally come face to face. They they meet Yoshida and um, <laughs> Kenner takes one look at Yoshida and then has those flashbacks again of his family, his parents being killed, and he overreacts. Yeah, but he punches this one dude. <laughs> Who had his gun? They had their guns taken from them. They, he punches the dude who was holding his gun, and the guy just kind of goes like, "Oh!" And then Kenner pulls the dude's gun or his gun out of the guy's waistband and points it right at Yoshida, and then rips his shirt off. <laughs> what is with him and ripping people's shirts off? Um, and again, recognizes the tattoos, and he he wants to kill Yoshida very badly, and. Uh, <laughs> And we get some pretty terrible dialogue. Yoshida's like, have we met before? Kenner says, the last time I saw you, your face matched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Yoshida has this huge scar on the on the side of his face. Which that's when we get that's when we get the flashback that confirms Yoshida is the one who killed Kenner's parents, because of course he was. And uh and uh Kenner saw this happen as a kid and he uh he picked up another sword and uh, struck Yoshida in the face, and his face got cut up. And so, um, and so, and and right after Kenner says, "The last time I saw your face smashed," Yoshida's like, "I was hoping you'd return someday." <laughs> what do you mean? How, like, whenever you started operating a little Tokyo, how did you know he was there? How did you know that he was in the LAPD and that he would show up one day? He records everything. He might have. Yeah, he's got a bad habit of taping things. So um, no, he he didn't have any prior knowledge to him. Otherwise, whenever he first showed up, he wouldn't have said, "Do I know you?" Yeah. So I mean, like, like, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was just basically like, yeah, yeah. I'll be. Yeah. Oh, it's a small world. It's you. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't recognize you. Fifty million people to come to a city with nine million people, and it's still you. Yeah. You're a lot bigger than the last time I seen you. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't recognize you without crap in your pants. <laughs> so, what? It's a line from Kung Pao. I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there. Of course, did you? Yeah, because he was a kid when he first met him. So, and so you know, now they're adults. It's like, oh, okay. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah. A Kenner is holding a gun on Yoshida, wants to kill him really badly. This is the one moment where we actually see Dolph Lundgren emoting because he doesn't do that at all throughout the movie, except this one scene where he actually looks angry. And um and then we get probably my favorite no, moment. We see him look happy. A yeah, we later do. Along with another horrible <laughs> one line. Yeah. yeah, we'll get there. So 
So, um, horrible one-liner yeah. with the most horrible scene. No, it's like, so, the most out-of-nowhere scene. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, yeah, um, uh, Johnny, um, while, while Kenner and Yoshida are having a little stare down, Johnny is like, this is my favorite moment, at least as far as dialogue goes from Brandon. Um, Johnny's like, okay, He's probably thinking this, I don't know. But he's like, okay, this is ridiculous. And he pulls out his badge and he turns around. All the Yakuza guys have their guns on him. And so he turns around and he's flashing his badge and he's like, cop, policeman, you understand? It's bad to shoot me. He's a cop too. It's bad to shoot him. And they're all just staring at him. He's like, shit. (laughs) And so... Johnny, he's able to talk Kenner down. He's like, you can't kill him right now. He's like, if you if you if you kill him, you're you're scum. You're giving up everything you you are. And and Kenner's like, like okay, I'm not gonna kill him now. Maybe later. And so and so they leave. And um, uh, <clears throat> Kenner uh, Kenner and Johnny they head uh they head out back to Kenner's car and um. And uh, Kenner, he asked Johnny to drive. They um, they drive off, and Johnny's asking Kenner, um, "You want to tell me what all that was back there?" And and uh, Kenner, of course, says, "I don't want to talk about it." And Johnny's like, "That's not good enough." And he slams on the brake, gets out of the car, jumps onto the hood, and walks across. And he says something like, "It's so weird." So I'm like. He's like, listen up, you goddamn samurai Bushido fucking asshole or something like that. It's like, I want to know what's up. Because despite myself, I like you. And I don't want to see you gone or whatever. He's given no reason for anybody to get the idea that he does, in fact, like Dolph at this point in time. So, like, whenever it's like, I like you, it's just like, where did that come from? Y'all been at each other's throats this entire freaking movie so far. Like... Yeah, so, um, so yeah, Kenner, he finally comes clean with Johnny, tells him, he is like, okay, you remember when I said I was born and raised in Japan? Well, um, when I was nine years old, my parents were murdered, and I saw the guy who did it. It was Yoshida. Because, again, of course it was. And, um, and uh, <laughs> Johnny's like, oh, that's perfect. I'm partnered up with a, with a, a homicidal maniac who's on a quest for personal revenge. Um... Kenner is, of course, telling Johnny, you know, he's like, you, you, you don't have to do this with me. Like, you, you can just go get, go get, uh, go get stationed somewhere else or whatever. And Johnny says, no, um, I'm going to help you. And, uh, but we're going to do this by the book, you know, like a cop in the 20th century and not some samurai warrior. <laughs> I love how he's the realistic one here. <laughs> yet, 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 yep. he does something during the final fight. I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I know exactly where you're going. So, yeah, he tells them, we're going we're gonna to do this by the book. I'm going to do it like, like, like cops in the 20th century. And he says, and he caps off with, and when we're done, we're going to go eat fish off those naked chicks. <laughs> and they do their very, uh, what's it from? Predator. They're predator-like. 
Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the predator like handshake. Chris yeah, Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> the veins and the biceps and everything. That scene was filmed just to be like, give us an excuse for y'all to flex your muscles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're talking about predator, but yes. not anymore. Back to showdown. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so uh, Johnny and Kenner, they um, they decide that they're going to uh, they're going to follow Yoshida to the Red Dragon Brewery because once again. After uh, after taking over the bonsai club, Yoshida now owns the uh, he now owns the Red Dragon Brewery, and this is the Malibu moment that Chris was talking yeah. about. Um, so yeah, they're in the car, and Johnny says, um, "He says, you know, I always wanted to work in Malibu," and Kenner's like, "That'll never happen," <laughs> and Johnny says, "Gee, thanks." I, um, I'm joining you on this quest for vengeance, and then you got to take a stab at my dreams, and then uh, Kenner goes. Malibu Sheriff's Department, not LAPD. <laughs> and Johnny's like, oh. Shit. Shit. <laughs> but, like, one of the things that got me about this scene, that, like, I, there was a very audible, like, <sighs> whenever it happened, was whenever they first drive up, there are literally signs everywhere that says Red Dragon Brewery. Mm-hmm. Red Dragon this, Red Dragon, Red Dragon. <laughs> And as soon as they pull up, they pass one of them. And as soon as they pull up, Dolph is like, this must be the Red Dragon Brewery. <laughs> then I'm like, "What? no shit. What gave it away, yeah. Dolph? Wow. Like, you know, and then like he's got the binoculars looking and it's like zoomed in on one of the Red Dragon yeah. signs. Like, really? You had to make sure? You had to be like, is this the Red Dragon? <laughs> oh, um, there's something funny when they leave. Hold on, keep... Get, what it, babe, what does he say? He's whenever he sees the red dragon sign, he's like, he's that like, son of a bitch, like that arrogant that, yakuza scumbag motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> he put the iron claw logo right on the sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, shit. Yeah, because I was like, that, that's a that's, that's, that's a, a bunch, lot of words, a bunch of words in a row. There. Yeah, that's a, that's a that line. sure is a sentence. Yeah, so he, he put the he put the iron claw right on the sign of the the red dragon. So we 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 head into the uh, head into the red dragon brewery. Yoshida is um he he's he's gathered up a whole bunch of local gangs and he is trying he's trying to make a deal with them to where they can distribute his drugs throughout the city. And uh, he's of course using the brewery as a front. He's got Hell's Angels, uh, yeah. Crips, and. Uh, a Latin gang yeah, of some sort. Yeah, a Latino gang. Um, the, uh, but the uh, one. Oh, of- Latin. I thought he said an Aladdin gang. <laughs> Aladdin. And I was Aladdin. Like, wow, you knew it. And yes. I was sitting there thinking like Aladdin. They're like, gonna show. I'm, I'm deaf, guys. For those of you that don't know, I have a hole in my left eardrum, so I'm very difficult of hearing. So yeah, I, I was sitting there just thinking to myself, like Aladdin. <laughs> I don't remember. And then you said something about Mexican or whatever, and I, I was said like, Latino. Yeah, Latino. And I was like, Well, is it <laughs> Latin? Like, okay, now I get it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Yoshida's got all these gangs. He's trying to make a deal with them to distribute his uh, his drugs throughout the city. Uh, one of the uh, one of the bikers or the Hell's Angels, as Chris said, um, uh, he he does not like a he does not like a. Yoshida's business proposal here, and Yoshida cuts his hand off and delivers 
a truly beautiful line, and that is, now you have one hand left to wipe your ass with. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna a lie. true scholar. I'm not going to lie. I think I must have been staring down at my phone playing on Facebook when that happened because I ain't got no recollection of that. Yeah, he cuts I'm his a, hand off. I zoned off. out at that point in time, I guess. He cuts his hand off, and it looks so funny because it obviously faked. Like, the hand falls, and it's still holding a cigarette. Like, it's a mannequin <laughs> hand yeah. or something like that. Why yeah. Not? And yeah, and he says, now you have one hand left to wipe your ass with. <laughs> and um so uh so anyway, they they have a deal, and um Yoshida that he gets in his car, leaves out of the brewery, and he's he of course sees Johnny and Kenner watching him in their car across the way. <laughs> and he just shakes his head in disappointment and drives well, off. Well, it's like I said a moment ago. When he looks to see them, they look away like, oh, he doesn't see us. Right on, he won't know it's us. Again, I'd like to point out that Dolph is a six foot five, 260 pound, blonde headed, muscular man. That they've already engaged multiple times. Yeah. He was close <laughs> enough to count the pores in his face. He would recognize him from across the driveway. Yeah. So, um,. So yeah, then uh, Yoshida, he heads back to the Bonsai Club, and he, ha- he has eyes for Monaco, and uh, he gives her, a, gives her a little gift, and then and Monaco, of course, is kind of just refusing his advances, and then Yoshida decides, okay, then, you know, let's just go to my place, and, uh, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a hell of a way to refer to that. I'm that try- is one hell of a you know. I don't want to be, I don't want to be explicit or anything, but... Uh, Since when? Yeah. <laughs> we cuss like sailors on this show. What do you... No, not that kind of explicit. No, not that kind of explicit. <laughs> Sexually right. explicit. Yeah. You said the word he's trying to avoid. The S word. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, and we get, uh, we get a, uh, no disrespect, but a pretty terrible piece of acting in the, in this scene. What do you mean, no disrespect? I don't want to be mean, but the acting was terrible. I can, I can be mean. Yeah. I'm going to be okay, mean. I'll that let, was awful. I like Cal and Chris no, 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 no. I want Amber, because she hasn't yes. spoken a whole lot in this episode, and she made, she made comment that she really hated this part. It's, so I want to hear her. It's horrible, okay? <laughs> the first thing she does is grab a pillow to cover herself. What, what is the fucking pillow going to do? What's it going to do? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. What? And then he shut, puts the tape on, which... Because remember, he recorded did. Angel's death. <laughs> Angel, uh... I can't. I can't. The, yeah, that's, all... that's the part that got me whenever she was just like over and over and over again going like... Uh, 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 and I'm just like... <laughs> Get him off. This, this was the longest scene of the movie. Because it, really it just goes on and on. And you're just sitting there like you know. Yoshida's like, this is what will happen to you if you do not obey. Like he's trying to be so serious and everything. Like, like you will obey me. And everything is like, like Bernie Mac. You know what he's like? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh I miss that, man. Yes, but, yeah, like, do. it was just, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, I mean, I, if I was if I was the bad guy in that situation, I wouldn't be able to, mm-hmm. I, I would just, you're going to, 
hey, okay, look, look, lady, you need to calm down. Like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just threatening you. You got to stop making those noises. See, man, right, this is weird. I would have cut her foot off. I'd be like, look, okay. Her foot? <laughs> her foot? It's hanging what off the, the bed. Fuck? So, fuck it. You want to Have you ever seen me? Misery? Yeah. No, you're you're, you're no. giving off strong Kathy Bates vibes from Misery there. No, I've never seen it. Oh, man. Oh, oh that's seen them. You should have yeah. She would have been going... <laughs> oh shit! Wouldn't have mattered if the big mannequin anyway. Listeners, just skip ahead about yeah. ten yeah. seconds. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's bad is what we're trying to get yeah, across. Yeah. So, uh, Kenner and Johnny, they uh, they are staking out Yoshida's house. Yoshida has Monaco trapped there. He tell he tells uh, some of his some of his guards, uh, watch her. Don't let her leave. Don't let Make anybody. Sure she's comfortable. Yeah. Don't don't let anybody else in. And uh, they drive off. Kenner and Johnny are watching from afar. And Tom motherfuckers, what they are. Yeah, they're watching from afar, and uh, they see Monaco up in up in the the upstairs bedroom. She's fixing to, fixing to uh, commit seppuku, ritual suicide. Um, uh, so Kenner, he, he tells Johnny, take the car. I'm going to meet you. I'm going to go save her. And we get the most unrealistic shootout I've ever seen. There's got to be nine guys in there. <laughs> that, that's how many. We counted it, didn't we? Like how many he kills. Yeah. I like the slow motion, the unnecessary tuck and roll. See, yes. Slow motion roll. Shoot as he's rolling upside down. See, this was There's like, no way he hit that dude as he's rolling on the ground. See, this is where this is where the 80s vibes really shine yeah. in this movie. Because there is a lot of... In 80s action movies, where it's like one guy, and then every soldier in the whole country on that side, and they've all got automatic weapons, and this one's got a pistol, but somehow, (laughs) this guy is just like, he hides behind a tree, and then he goes to go to the next tree, and it's like, (laughs) like that, and everything. And yeah, this scene was absolutely all about that, because there were so many points where I was like... He should be dead. Yeah. <laughs> so Kenner, he breaks and in. None of this is quiet, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, Kenner breaks into uh, Monaco's room right as she's fixing to kill herself, but he stops her, and he, he picks her up and just casually walks throughout the sliding glass door. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I laughed my tail off so whenever that happened because he picked her up. And just, and I, uh, he just, like, if you ever want to picture Dolph Lundgren as the Terminator... Mm-hmm. This is the scene that people need to watch to get an idea because he literally just picks her up and is just like, "I'll just walk through that." He doesn't even like force his way out. He just casually walks backwards out of the out yeah, of the, he's out just of the like, door. He's like, like shoots somebody else while he's sitting there carrying her. Yeah, he's holding her. He's and the gun is like the gun is like this, and he just turns at one point. It's like pow pow. It's <laughs> the guy, <laughs> and I'm like, no. Yeah. No, Dolph. That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah, he he puts Monaco in a car, hides behind another car, and uh, sh- shoots at the rest of the guys. And then he, and then he he picks that car up to use his cover, like dips it over. And you see, I was laughing too hard. I missed that by yeah. this point. Yeah. And he gets in a gets in this car with Monaco, drives off, and um, heads back to his. 
I'll say his apartment. His love pad. Yeah. He's got two love pads, though. So, um, so One's he, a little more fancy than the other. Yeah. There's about to be some loving in yeah. this so pad. Eventually. He, he heads. He he brings Monaco to his apartment and gives her a shotgun. Yeah, the yeah, woman who was a a the woman who was fixing to kill her. herself gives her a shotgun and just leaves her there. <laughs> Not only that, but I'm, there is visible small bladed weapons in this place. She could just still fucking do it there. Like I mean, but you know, like that's. You know, that's it. She was over to suicide. Yeah. It was it. It was done with. It was no, over with. Like, oh, I'm going to kill for. myself. Oh, you saved me, Terminator Man? Yeah. Like, okay, we're good to go now. You have much more to live for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's um, it. That's he, all the encouragement she needed. Yeah, oh, but Ken- Kenner gives her a shotgun and says, you see anybody come in, just point and shoot. And, uh, and she says, what if it's you? And he said... Kenner says, this line is very important. Extremely important. Oh, yeah, they set this one up. Yeah, this line is very a, important. Huh? <laughs> it's what this one is. Yeah. Soft serve in baseball. Monaco says, what if it's you? Kenner says, you won't see me coming. And you won't then, hear me coming, then, he says. No, he said, I think he said, you won't see me coming. No, he said, you won't hear me coming. It doesn't matter what the fuck. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> she, she did say here. Uh, he, uh, he did say, you won't hear me coming. Okay, yeah, okay. So, so yeah, <laughs> Kenner says, Kenner <laughs> says, <laughs> so, yeah, Kenner says, you won't hear me coming, and he leaves. He goes to meet Johnny at the bathhouse. And um, I like the Johnny, uh, they let Brandon do that little stretch thing that Bruce Lee yeah, used. Yeah, I, I like that. that. I saw that, I was like, ah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> And whenever he meets Johnny at the bathhouse, um, Kenner, he walks up and he's like, he's like, so they're in there? And Johnny's like, yeah, the water must have went out of their house because they all went in to take a bath. <laughs> so fucking stupid. So, um, yeah, and right right before they go in, Kenner asks Johnny, he looks at me and he says, are you scared? And Johnny does the, he does like that stretch that Bruce Lee was overdoing, just leaning forward and his head touches his shins and he goes, no. Which as a former athletic <clears throat> competitor... That's not going to stretch anything that quickly. Yeah. Like, I mean, to just like, let's go. Like, no, sir. Like, no, no, that is not a warm-up. You are not prepared at all to go in not there and only that, the but fight. if you do that without any kind of warming up yourself, you're definitely not going to be in any mood to fight. No. Yeah. And this is, this is that moment. This is also the moment where they, they established that as cops... They are way outside the book at this point because Kenner says... The hell you say? Yeah, Kenner goes... Right before they walk in, Kenner goes, Listen, we're so far outside on this one, it's not even funny. (laughs) They even established that. And so, yeah, they go into the bathhouse and... um, And this... Yeah. Is one of the fight scenes that I actually really enjoy in the movie. It's okay, yeah. I do. There's the only part. There's only one part of this fight scene that I was like, eh, and that's the very low powered hose knocking Dolph Lundgren off his feet. Yeah. yeah. But but <laughs> oh, but overall, especially when the big guy shows up. Yeah. Um, which there's a ridiculous part concerning that big guy. Yeah. But <laughs> go 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 on go on. I'll tell you. I'm sorry. I was really getting ahead of myself. Yeah, they so. walk in, They walk into the bathhouse. See all the yakuza guys just sitting around bathing, and they're they're there to arrest Yoshida because they uh, they have Minako, who's a witness because she saw the videotape of him killing Angel, and she knows a lot of other shit. So. <laughs> so <laughs> So they go, yeah. They go to they go to arrest Yoshida 
right before they do that, the 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 big the big guy who we were just mentioning, uh, we'll call him the sumo guy for this. Uh, the sumo guy, he just goes underwater and starts <laughs> swimming. Whenever he well, does that, I, the I mean, part, but you the would thing, think a <clears throat> you would think a cop who just saw the dude go under the water, like, gee, that's not the thing that <laughs> the thing that got me though that made me just lose it to where I was like. <laughs> What <laughs> was like whenever he's underwater and it shows him like swimming at the camera. Just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, mean, See, just... <laughs> I watch movies with my seven year old all the time. We just got done watching Madagascar two before I watched this. So when he sinks into the water, my brain goes to Moto Moto rising out of the water. <laughs> yeah. So he. Uh... So yeah, they're they're there to arrest Yoshida, and. Um... <clears throat> Huge fight breaks out, which again, yeah, this is probably the most solid fight in the movie. Um, the you mentioned you mentioned uh, you mentioned the water hose. Yeah. I always thought it was funny whenever Yoshida sprays Kenra with it, and Kenra's like, Ugh. <laughs> "It's a garden hose." Flies back, and, and um, and, <laughs> like as he's doing that, Johnny he like sees Yoshida just just dousing. Kenner with the waters, he picks up a stool and chunks it at him. And um and then Kenner gets into it with chunks. The, yeah, chunks it at him. Is chucks. It, chucks? Okay, the chucks at him. Sorry. <laughs> he didn't truffle shuffle the damn thing. Adam, he, yeah, it. yeah. He chucks it at him. And uh and then we see Kenner get into it with the uh the sumo guy, which <laughs> that's, oh my God, that that's amazing. Most... It's <laughs> he, he stabs the dude. Still doesn't die. They fight. They fall into the water and they're fighting. And at this point, while I'm watching this, I start giggling to myself because we live in Louisiana. There are manatees down here in Florida, and I'm like, you're not supposed to interact with the manatees. <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> oh, he! Whenever Kenner stabs him, he lets out a scream. I don't know what it's called. It's not. It's not the Willem scream. It's a different kind. It's. I, I'm not gonna lie. The stab itself looks pretty. Freaking realistic. It did. Yeah. And like, well, like, like, I'm not going to lie. It's like a whole different tone from the rest of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Because the rest of it is like just so over the top and and ridiculous and everything. And then it comes time for that stab. And it's just like, like real clean. And just, and I'm like, huh. yeah. I'm but like, also, oh, wow. Like, that was actually a good effect. <laughs> like, holy yeah. crap. <laughs> but I also was sitting there thinking, like, they're all fighting in what is essentially diapers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Diapers. <laughs> okay. Like I, I that. I mean, I watch sumo wrestling, so I as do I. But so then, why is it funny that they would fight in that attire? Because they're not in a sumo ring. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. Uh, I believe the word you're looking for is anyway. Yeah, Kenner. Uh, Kenner kills the guy by drowning him with the water hose. Hey, he sticks the water hose he just in his rams mouth. it in his mouth and drowns the guy. That's hey, 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 that's a powerful hose oh, now. Yeah, it yeah. knocked Dolph off. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, they, uh, uh, d- during the scuffle though, Yoshida gets away, of course, and, um, and, and, uh, they, <clears throat> they head out and they just, uh, they, they just head back to, uh, Kenner's apartment. But there, there was a, uh, this scene was actually supposed to continue on. It was cut out of the movie, but there was a there was a pretty lengthy car chase. It would end up in a shopping mall. There'd be more fights, which I think that probably would have helped the movie a little bit. I think <laughs> it would have hurt it even more, but I would have loved to have seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, never, I've honestly never watched the Blues Brothers and thought, you know, what would help this chase out a fist fight. 
So, um, so yeah, they head back to, uh, they head back to Kenner's apartment. They get Monaco and they, uh, and they decide it's not safe here. We need to move. So they head to, uh, they head to, uh, Kenner's, uh, Japanese style, Japanese style love pad and story time. Whenever I first saw this movie, I was watching with my dad and my brother. Whenever we saw them go into this this Japanese style house, my dad and my brother were like, "Of course he lives in a house like that." And then I said, "I bet he built it." <laughs> and later, while while Kenner is taking a bath outside, Monaco comes out there and she's like, "Like he's like, you have a lovely home." And Kenner goes, "I built it." And I was like, "See, I told you." <laughs> I like the part when he tells him there's a, there's three futons. He's like, "What's a futon?" Yeah. Was he being serious? I don't know. Is the thing with the tone of this movie? You can't tell. Yeah, because well, it, it, I think he was kidding with that part. Yeah, because he says, "What's a futon?" But then they he both just kind of they both so just kind of smile at each was, other. So I think he probably knew what a futon was. <laughs> he was just being an asshole or something. But anyway, um, yeah. So, but yeah, I was like, I have no dog in that yeah, race. <laughs> Kenner, Kenner built this house. <laughs> Because of course he did, um, uh, <clears throat> uh, and then uh, later, thanks, Chris. Chris gifted me with a string. Uh, <laughs> hey, you ever seen mouse hunt? Strings important. Yes. So um, uh, uh, later on that night, uh, Kenner he he's uh, he's asleep in his. No, 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 no. We're not gonna gloss over the fact that she just walked out there to the bathtub <laughs> and out of and out of and out, and out of nowhere was like, "Can I join you?" I didn't think that and was as important as the scene that we're fixing to get into. Well, it, 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 it built up yeah. to it. She okay, okay, okay. So time. she she just randomly walks out to him, you know, and it's like, "You have a lovely home. I built it." I built it. And then just up and decides, <laughs> "I'm gonna I'm, join you I'm, in this. I'm thing. gonna get in the bath with you." But, tell, but then tells him, close your eyes. And so he closes his <laughs> eyes. She unrobes. Side note, whenever she unrobes, that was not Tia Carrera. No, that it was, was a, not. That was a body double because yeah. Tia Carrera didn't want to do a nude scene. Yeah, and also... <laughs> well, you, that kind of changed in her career. I mean, yeah. I mean, it happens. At but the, at this... At this at, at this, this juncture. Yeah, at this time, uh, I believe it was because she didn't want to do a nude scene. But yeah. yeah, that was a body double. But so, yeah, so she gets in. You can tell it's a body double because they're showing all the good bits, but her face is just casually turned to the right. The hair's completely different. But so she gets in the tub. I wasn't looking at the hair, to be brutally honest with you. So, I just noticed it. So she gets in the tub, and they have a little bit more of a conversation and all that. And so you're just kind of sitting there thinking, well, this is escalating quickly. Like, okay, he saved her life, but there's been no other indication, yeah. <laughs> you know, going on in... in <laughs> like the rest of the movie, they literally that... known each other like ten hours. Yeah, <laughs> so so ten now, hours. so now continue. Yeah, okay. so um, so later that night, Kenner is asleep in his room, and uh, Monaco comes in, and she's like, "I'm, I'm so scared. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared. I need that big old Swedish man to protect me." <laughs> yeah. And so he's basically like, "Yeah, come on, come on down, and everything." Right. And so she, and she's like, "I'll stay on my side. Like, I'll yeah. stay on my side." And then immediately does not stay on her side. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as she lays down, her hand just casually goes over and clutches 
his hand. Get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah. Now, so like they're holding hands. Before we drag you in there. And yeah. then we have one of those phase moments where it's like, you know, like one scene kind of fades out while the other one fades yeah. in. They're in a full on sex scene now at this mm-hmm. point. And guys, I've watched many a sex scene in my day. If I was to ever put an official ranking together, which I might after just now bringing this up, yeah. <laughs> um, we got to I'm going to go on ahead and say that this one would easily, easily be in the top five most awkward, worst <laughs> sex scenes I've ever seen in a film. It lasts about a good seven seconds. Yeah. And then <laughs> so she just rolls, rolls off of him. Amber's covering her and ear. And so, now remember oh, people, scratching her head. we no mentioned, way. remember people, we mentioned the line a little while ago when she's like, what if it's you? And he said, you'll hear me coming, hear me coming. Caleb. Yeah. After, after they get done having sex, Monaco <clears throat> says, that time I heard you coming. <laughs> At that point, I paused the movie and walked away for about a half hour. I went outside to smoke a cigarette. I was, I'm like, no. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to go hang out with the dogs for a little while. <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. no, no, I'm taking a break. I paused the movie, switched the over, first... and played Madden for a little while because I'm like, I, I need a minute. Yeah. We watched this the first time. I was like, gross. And I'm gross. Like, I'm going to fucking vomit. I have to go. What do you reckon that sounds like? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were talking about her father. This is not that kind of podcast. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, stay so, tuned next week for my ranking on worst sex scenes of yeah. all time. <laughs> <laughs> wait, before you go on, wait a minute. There was no noise to begin with. No, there was no. There was no. It was silent. It was. There was that. It was music. It was that really, terrible music. Really weird music. <laughs> like that time I heard you coming. Well, what? Well, Did you? <laughs> It made a sound. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm not going to say it. There's no reason to bring that into existence. And then this motherfucker right here just goes. If everyone could please just skip over this and move on to the next part, that would be great. Oh, dear God. Uh, This is. It's a saucy moment on Caleb's cover. So. So. <laughs> so. Spicy episode. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so people break into the On point, on point, on point. Yeah. For at least another 30 seconds, because then there's another line. Yeah, there's a little saucy outing right there, and then, uh, and then... Yeah, all the Yakuza guys, all of Yoshida's men, they, they, uh, they raid Kenner's house. Um, right, uh... Right before they break in, though, uh, we get another another truly poetic line from Johnny. Uh, he he sees Kenner come out of his room, and he says, "Where's Monaco?" And Kenner says, "She's in my room." And Johnny goes, "I knew that was going to happen." Yeah, <laughs> Which that that's that's not a bad line, but no, 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 no that's not that's the red herring. Yeah, that's the red herring. And then uh, and then right before the shootout starts, Johnny tells Kenner, he says. There are more bad guys than we have bullets. So if we don't get out of this, I just want you to know 
You have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. <laughs> and he says it so casually. Yeah. And that's like he's my, seen a bear all pickles now that's in my day. That's my favorite line of the entire movie. The first time I watched this movie and that part happened, that, I, I, had, I fell out of my chair. I was laughing. Like, it's just so random. That line has gone on to live in infamy. Like, to just sit there and be like, okay, there's a pretty good chance we're going to die. Now, earlier on in the movie, he's like, I like you. He openly said that, no, we're not going to talk about our friendship. Like, the one thing that he has to say to him, just in case they don't make it, is, you got the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. He likes him. Which, mind you, that is actually an altered line. The original line was supposed to be, you've got the biggest dick I've ever seen on a white man. But Warner Uh, Brothers deemed that as being... Too racist. That is, and yeah. so you can tell, like as he's saying the line, like the the camera angle just ends and goes Cuts to Dolph. It, like yeah. he could, they they took that out during uh, editing uh-huh. and all of that. So yeah, it was supposed and to be. Kenner you got just ba- go, let me say something like, "Well, thank you." Yeah, Kenner's like, "Thanks, I don't know what to say." <laughs> what, 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 I, would, I would say, "What in the world are you doing, looking at my dick, you little weirdo? Like, what's going on here?" I'd like, I don't want that to be the last thing I hear before I die. Say something else. And I, and I would like to know how do you, you've got an official ranking system. In yeah. How many <laughs> others have we you We will seen? discuss this if we live. Where was he? I don't to know. To be able to see him. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the binoculars. The binoculars. <laughs> the arrogant scumbag motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Oh my god! So, Just in case, I'm a watch. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm yeah. literally giving myself a headache. I'm laughing so hard. Like, I love when that happens. So yeah, uh, 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 Kenner and Johnny and Minako they all get captured, and uh, Yoshida takes them to a, a junkyard and he tortures them by like putting them up on these metal grates and they're like, like strapped up to this. I don't Folks, even, they, there was infomercials in the late 2000s <laughs> that advertised a way that you could get a six-pack of abs mm-hmm. without having to exercise. There were these little electric nodes they'd hook yeah, up. Yeah. You'd wrap this thing around, and then you'd turn it on, and it would contract your muscles because it would supposedly give you abs. Imagine that just stuck on these dudes' chests. Yeah. Also, Dolph is still in his underwear at this point. They have not let Kenner put pants on. <laughs> yeah, he's... Um, so yeah, they're, they're strapped to these metal grate. He's got boots on. Yeah, and they're 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 electrocuting them, and uh, we get uh, <laughs> another wonderful line. Another wonderful line, and there's one followed right after this too. But um, after they get electrocuted for a couple of seconds, Johnny goes, you know, in between cooking cycles, you're supposed to baste us. Yeah, and then Kenner's like, that's right, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Like, which, which Kenner's was just the icing on the cake, man. Because it's just like, you it's know... It's like you, they discussed it before. Like, it's like you hear one, you hear one and you're just... Did you it's it? like, no. <laughs> I, I, you were like... Because <laughs> I, I took a sip of water right after that. And I had a hiccup. I'm sorry. It's okay. Oh, shit. Oh, i to go back and hear because I missed it. Yeah, so... um. So Yoshida, he takes Minako to his limo, and they decide to watch the torture on his little TV in the limo. Because <laughs> of course he does! 
He's he likes to record things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cal just did a certain jerking motion. We'll leave it at that. Um, well, you pretty much just explained the whole thing by saying. I said jerking. Caleb, motion. we've already said the word sex. <laughs> we are adults here. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, pumpkin. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Kenner and Johnny, they they managed to. Uh, they manage to break out, um, and uh, they get in. <laughs> they get in uh, a car, but right as they get into the car, uh, a yakuza dude with a uh, a forklift comes. I almost said pitchfork. <laughs> yes, he came with a pitchfork. <laughs> so the dude with the forklift, he comes and he picks the car up and he puts it on this conveyor belt, and it's going to a shredder. And, um, yeah, shredder. Tatsu. <laughs> yeah, Tatsu. So, uh, that's my favorite line in the whole movie in a moment. But go ahead. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, they, they get put on the shredder and, uh, they, the car gets crushed so they can't get out. But they, uh, it, uh, Kenner uses his, his, uh, Swedish power and <laughs> upper body strength. Yeah, that Swedish upper body strength. And, uh, they power their way out as of As well car. as the power of love. Yes. Because yeah. he just got some loving not yep. long before that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they, they, uh, they, they, uh, they break out of the car. They get off the belt right before the car gets shredded. And then we get another beautiful line. Oh, I love it. Sato shouts in Japanese and the subtitle is Heavy Metal Sushi. I freaking <laughs> died when I saw that. Yeah, and then uh but then right as they get out in the car is shredded, Kenner, he says, excuse me, he says a line in Japanese and then Johnny says, "What does that mean?" And then Kenner goes, roughly translated, out of the frying pan and up the ass with a red hot poker. <laughs> <laughs> or boned up the ass with a red hot poker, more specifically. Whenever he said that, I had to rewind we that. To I was back. like, "Wait, what did he say?" Put the subtitles on because it didn't make sense. We had like, to go the back. Hell? The hell Usually, if somebody says "out of the frying pan," the following phrases and in, into the in fire. The fire. Yes. But he said, "Out of the frying pan and boned up the ass with a red hot poker." Whatever that means. So, um, so. Uh, uh, Johnny suggests that um, got it. That, <laughs> Johnny suggests that they go after these guys. Yes. That they go after these guys, and Kenner says, "No, we're gonna enjoy being dead for a little while. For a day, it may as well have been a night." Yeah. And so, and so, then we have to throw in the obligatory training montage. We see, uh, we see Kenner hitting a punching bag and uh, practicing his kicks. Yeah, his yeah practicing his kicks. He cuts some uh, some tatami mats with a katana, and uh, you know he, he meditates and stuff like that. And then he puts on this really, <laughs> really, horrible. really corny, <sighs> cheesy, horrible looking men's. I'm gonna say kimono. I don't know what the proper word is. I apologize. Um, I'm gonna say kimono, and he puts on a he puts on the uh, the headband that says "Certain Victory." It's got the kanji that means "Certain Victory." Um, He's looking it up, aren't you? Probably. Um, <laughs> but then, but then, for the rest of the movie, the final several minutes of this movie. Kenner wears this thing throughout the whole action sequence at the end. Whenever we first watch this, Amber and I, whenever we first watch this and we see him wearing that as the big shootout happens and everything, Amber was like, oh God, is he seriously going to wear that for the rest of the movie? See, what gets me is when they show up at the brewery and him and Johnny grab the guys out of the truck, throw them out and get in the truck. I'm like, 
Yeah, because you wouldn't notice a six foot five Swedish man in Japanese garb running up to your vehicle. A yukata. Yukata. Okay, <laughs> that's what it's called. Um, yes. <laughs> so yeah, he wears this yukata for the rest of the movie. And um, so yeah, they 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 hijack a they hijack a, a red dragon brewery uh, truck and. Um, and they crash it into the. Uh, into did the, did the, they have the to wall. look at the logo seventeen times to make <laughs> yeah. sure it's the right freaking truck? That make sure it's the right <laughs> building too. That well, this is going back, This is the Green Wyvern. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, they 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 steal the truck and they just ram it through the wall, Kool Aid Man style. Oh yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, huge shootout happens. They uh, Johnny and Kenner have got M16s and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're just shooting everything up. Uh, Yoshida takes Monaco, and uh, and uh, Sato is with him. They run off, and uh, Kenner and uh, Johnny chase after them. Kenner continues on to to save Monaco while Johnny stays behind and fights Sato. Which that whole fight scene between him and Sato, as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, well, first I'm like, well, OSHA clearly didn't actually inspect this factory, and then after I thought that, I'm like, why the fuck would they? It's a drug front. Of course, they're not going to have OSHA there because no. Factory, the way it's built, you're not just gonna rip random bars off the structure to use as weapons. <laughs> yeah, like if you can do that, the person who welded that deserves to be welded to the back of a truck. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Johnny and Sato fight, and this this fight scene is horribly edited. Like, uh, the the final the, the final move that Johnny pulls. Whenever he knocks Sato off that balcony, he does like this big jump spin kick, and they show it. Like they three they times. show that spin like three times. <laughs> we talked about that when we did Bloodsport, um, but yeah, they they show that like three times. And while Johnny is beating beating Sato up, he is reading him his rights, kind of, <laughs> kind of. Like you have the right to remain silent. You have the right to, you have the right to an attorney. Bam. Yeah. Okay. So people. <laughs> Let's uh, rewind just a little bit. Back whenever uh, we said a little while ago, uh, whenever he was like, I'm going to help you, but only if we do it by the book. And I'm like, and then he goes and does something towards the end. This is the part that I'm talking about. Because the entire time that he's reading the dude his rights, he finally kicks him off of a balcony. And then he, he lights a lighter and then says, you have the right to be dead. And then throws the lighter down there, and the whole thing catches on he, fire and he, blows up. He knocks. <laughs> he knocks Sato into this. It's a it's a vat of alcohol. It's stuff they yeah, use when they're. That's what I was trying to say. It's bad. a distillery. And let's just talk about how perfectly he falls into. It's the got hole. this little <laughs> opening. He perfectly falls like pencil style into the hole. Like, uh, <laughs> and then he. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then Johnny pulls out a lighter and says, "You have the right to be dead," and throws it in there, and it blows. Boom! Yeah, big boom! Yeah. So um so yeah like big boom like that could have backfired yeah. like, easily like that's the kind let's of thing that goes through my brain yeah let's <laughs> blow something up in a brewery yeah <laughs> it's not like there's a bunch of these things yeah so um I can't so, imagine that meth is not explodable oh man so so Johnny he catches up with Kenner she and uh, they save Monaco and they and they uh <laughs> they chase after Yoshida and um they they. They get right in the middle of this parade going on, right in the middle of Little Tokyo, and Kenner gets shot. 
You know, he asked. Yes, okay. Now this that, is this is bullshit. This is hundred percent bullshit. He's like, no, it's just through and through. And then when he stands up and I see, not only has he been shot upper torso, left side, there's no exit wound at all. Mm-hmm. After he straight up said it went, it straight, went through. straight through. And he Foist, should be dead. And first of all, people, if you if you don't have a weak Foist stomach, of all, yeah. if you don't have a weak stomach, Google like what an exit wound looks like. Mm. From a bullet, like it's not just this little pink, like in and out, and oh, it's a little bit of blood coming at the back. No, like no. an exit wound is in a lot of ways more damaging than the entering wound. Yeah. I mean, like, like if you see in movies where somebody gets shot in the head, you see that perfect little hole in their forehead. It's not a perfect little hole in the backside of the head. The backside of the head is gone. Is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So yeah, Kenner gets uh, he gets shot, and then him and Yoshida decide they're gonna they're gonna settle this like men, and have a little sword fight. And I'm, and I'm not gonna lie, this is actually the other fight scene that I really enjoy. It's the not first bad. the first part of it. Yeah. It's not whatever. Bad, but then I like the build up to it, and then when they both draw their swords, the music that's going on, like the whole street clearing, mm-hmm. and the l- first like maybe. I'd say 30 to 40 seconds of them engaging with each other. Like, I'm kind of like, I'm in it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, here we go, and all <laughs> yeah. that. And then it very quickly just goes back to the ridiculous. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, like, over the top. Like, he, yeah. um, like, Kenner gets cut and has a very, uh, very underwhelming reaction to it. Well, we already know how yeah. what a water hose can do yeah, to him, so <laughs> imagine what a freaking sword's going to yeah. do, Caleb. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Kenner, he kills Yoshia, he stabs him through the gut, which, by the way, <laughs> I took a picture of it on my phone, and I was gonna send it to you, but it didn't translate well on my phone. Mm-hmm. If, whenever he runs him through, and it does that wide shot showing, like, you know, the blade going through yeah. him, the blade is, like, kind of going down, and the handle is, like, straight <laughs> so that's yeah. about what it looked like. Yeah. And like and it, it, it only hovers on that for like maybe a second. Yeah. And I was just sitting there watching and I was like, no freaking way. <laughs> and I, I grabbed my remote and I rewound it and like it got to it and I hit play and I was like, the freaking the prop is crooked. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Like yeah. I mean I know so many other <clears throat> terrible things has happened in that movie, but it's like the crooked sword prop. Is that's what like pushed the me over the edge. I'm the, just like, that's the breaking. I'm point. like, you know, you're going to be doing a wide shot of this. It needs to be straight. I mean, like straw meet camel's back, cows right there. And I was, and I was just like, this is it. This is this just pushed me over the edge for this. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, I don't know. Movie. Pinning him to a Catherine wheel's got to be right. I was, up fixing there. To, I was fixing to say, like, so he stabs him through the stomach and then throws him onto the what's it? What'd you say? It's it called was? a Catherine wheel. Catherine wheel, and he gets stuck on it, and then it starts spinning. Fireworks are going off, and he's like, "No!" Like he's the whole time. And the thing is, yes, Catherine wheels the firework. It's the, it's a it's a turning circular firework platform that has fireworks attached on the ends of it. Yeah. It would not have burnt to the middle like that. Yeah. <laughs> not with a giant person's body in the middle of this very small circle. Yeah. And I say giant person. He's not a big guy. But the circle itself is not very large either. So that 
his body would not have acted as an accelerator. It would have actually doused these flames. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Yoshida's dead. And, uh, <laughs> um, excuse me, uh, Kenner, Johnny, Monaco, they, they walk off into the sunset. It's, it's at night. It's night time. Okay, sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> wow, his old wife dissed yeah. him on that one. Oh, look at Boom, <laughs> Boom roasted. Um, yeah, and uh, and credits roll. That showdown a little Tokyo. Look, it was it, something else. Yeah, <clears throat> Dolph Lundgren is a actually is a very talented martial artist. He's a very smart man. He he's speaks a, multiple he's languages. A genius. He's a lot. He's like a fourth Dan in karate. Like, yeah. Why they thought. This was the way to convey that. Like, between this and Masters of the Universe, Dolph could have very easily taken the reins from Schwarzenegger as the big, foreign, muscular hero. Yeah. And he's much more eloquently spoken. He's He speaks English better than Schwarzenegger. It was literally handed to them, like, here, use this man. He will take the reins. And I don't know if it's just Arnold had built up goodwill from when he did his mm, movies. Because he then continued to do mm, movies after this point. Well, I think in Arnold's favor, he had already had some hits Yeah. by the time Dolph came out. Like, Dolph had Rocky Four. Then it was like cult classic, cult classic, cult classic. Where Arnold yeah. was like Conan the Barbarian, the Terminator. Like, he was... He was in some still things need to see the villain by the that way. that already made people be like, oh wow, man, that guy, he, you know, he's awesome. So if yeah. he if he starred in a dud movie, it didn't hurt him all that bad because it's like, oh yeah, but what about the Terminator? And then a year after this, Terminator Two, yeah. real question comes out and all that. If <clears throat> we'd have gotten the director's cut of Rocky Four from the get go instead of the robot crap that we got, <laughs> do you think Dolph's career might have been a little different? I think it could have been. Maybe. But I don't know. I mean, just... That's a lot of speculation. They were... Yeah. The original cut to... <clears throat> no, 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 no. No, no, I'm not, nope. I'm not going I'm sorry. Anywhere. I'm sorry. It's, I, I ask questions. I, I could helm an entire podcast on the Rock franchise. Like, yeah. I love those movies. So, anyway, continue. Yeah. Caleb, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, but that's 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 pretty much it for Showdown a Little Tokyo. This uh this is a movie that is... It's terrible, but fun. It is god-awful. Oh, I don't the, know if I'll ever watch it again. I definitely I will. I will. I'm, I, I have no shame in admitting that. I was that. entertained. Yeah, I have no shame in admitting that. I think it's. A, I think this is a god-awful movie. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. But it is so much fun, for me at least. And I know for Amber, it's it's also highly entertaining and a lot of fun. And also, I you know... I mean, you guys know I have such a... I have such a deep appreciation for, for Brandon Lee. I just... I just can't... I can't pass this movie up. Dude, I love Brandon Lee. Yeah, I love his daddy. I love <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Mm. <clears throat> None of that saves this movie for me. I, I, know, <laughs> like, I, know, this, I know what you're saying. This, this movie. If you want just, to watch a good Brandon Lee movie, watch The Crow. Do or, not watch this or Rapid Fire. Yeah, just stick that one in there. Well, I, I, I know ne- I know neither of you have like seen that it's whole a good thing, movie. but Rapid Fire is excellent. Like I said, I've only ever seen half of it, so it's a it's a very good movie. Like, what, if you what's, really, what's a very good movie? Rapid Fire. <laughs> What's a very good movie? I'm not going to say it. Okay. He yeah. said rapid fire six times throughout this episode. I've been keeping count. <laughs> the boy loves the movie and I don't fault him for it. And it's more it's a very good movie. I mean, if you want to see, if you want to see more of what Brandon was capable of acting and action wise, 
Check that movie out. Also, and, for, and for you new listeners, rewind back towards the beginning of the podcast because he's already done an episode. I was about to say, that was one of your, what, your first five episodes you did Rapid Fire, wasn't it? It was within that. It, it was it was first five or six. Yeah. yeah. I did. Yeah, we did an episode of Rapid Fire. It was it was a very fun episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep counting. Seven. Rapid Fire. Eight. Eight. Yeah, there we go. You ruined it? No. Cal is not. There's a sex scene in it. Go watch it. It's better got, than I've, this one. I've got to rank better it. Than this I've got to rank it. I'm going to have to rank it. <laughs> well, it's better than this one. It's going to have to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's it for that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening. This was a lot of fun. I had way more fun talking oh, about the movie than I actually God, did yes. watching the movie. This was the most enjoyable thing about this movie by far. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, talk about it. We've got yeah. some inside jokes <laughs> out of this one, too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, thanks thanks for tuning in to the, uh, to episode thirty four, guys. Uh, don't forget uh, to uh, follow follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Go to facebook.com slash kung fu cinema nine. Instagram name is at Caleb the Kung Fu Fanatic. I also have a letterbox. Uh, Caleb Kung Fu Fan is the username. And don't forget, we now have a YouTube channel. I have posted uh, four videos so far. So yeah, go on YouTube, check out my channel, Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. Um, episode 35 is going to be out next on a February 19th. We're going to be talking The Raid 2, a true action masterpiece. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about that one. And uh, right before doing that episode, uh, Aaron and I are going to watch Fistful of Vengeance. That comes out yes. February 17th. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to see Jackass Forever tomorrow. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Uh, but yeah, right, and uh, right before we go, I will give uh, Cal and Chris a chance to plug their shows like always. Just to be fair, so they can fight up about it or something. I don't know. It's arm wrestle. It's. I don't want to do any of those well, things. Why don't you so. just fucking go? <laughs> Damn, vicious. Well, fine. That's not what she. Meant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. I've I've said it before. My my show, Kid Kong the movies. I talk about all kinds of movies. Um. Because we are currently in the middle of my inventory season at work, it is not a weekly show at the moment. By the end of March, it will go back to being weekly. My next episode's on Anastasia. And then after that, Caleb is going to be joining me for an episode which will air around my birthday about The Crow. Hell you yeah. too. And Cal. And, and Cal. Cal. Cal will be there too. Oh, I'm so what the hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> Booted me off. I'm not so, in there anymore. Like, it's, okay. av- it's available everywhere. That This one is Spotify, Apple, Google, all that. And I do have a website. Or not a website. I have a Facebook page. I'm just not all that active with it. So, yeah. Cal. And my podcast is called Kaiju Carnage, a Godzilla slash King Kong podcast. I'm available on any podcasting platform. I have my own website, kaijucarnage.org. I also have a YouTube. It's just called Kaiju Carnage, Godzilla, King Kong podcast. And yeah, I mean, it's all up at, yes, yes, I do have a TikTok as well. So you can go check that out. It's called Cal the Kaiju Guy. And yeah, I mean, the title says it all. I'll talk about Kaiju movies mm-hmm. Godzilla and King Kong but not limited just to them so I don't know if you guys even know who they are like Gamera Young Gary and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. there you go Hoorah. <laughs> if you like giant monsters go check it out yeah hell yeah but yeah that's it. that's it for today guys thank you uh, and once again episode 35 we're talking the Raid 2 that's on February 19th you won't hear us coming Jesus Christ. I'm done. That's it. I'm done. Okay. To get one last one in there. Yeah, that's it. You guys have been good. I'm out. That's it for me. All right. Yeah, February 19th, the raid two. We'll see you then. Take care, guys.